Hey everybody, I'm Tom. I'm the lead pastor here at Crossroads, and it's so good to be with you again. We are moving forward in this this transition of um, being more intentional about how we follow Jesus, about um, growing in so many different ways and helping each other become the people that Jesus created us to be. And one of the ways that we want to do that is um, the New Testament calls us to maturity in several different places. And so as part of our our new rhythm, we're going to be spending time um, developing our ability to relate to one another, to relate to God, to relate to, um, to the people we work with so that we can uh, better reflect God, that we can be the people that he created us to be. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And as I move through this message, hopefully that will become clear. You know, as I was younger, I spent a lot of time on the water. I grew up around sailboats, on sailboats. And I apologize to you seasoned sailors out there for this gross oversimplification I'm about to give. But it was became very clear very quickly that you needed two things, right? You needed wind and you needed somebody to work the boat or partner with the wind, right? So you could, um, you could be, you know, sailing could be a thing that's like really hard work and it's, it's almost exhausting. Or it could be the kind of thing where you are amazed at how effortless the boat just tracks along and, and just, you just get to almost sit back and enjoy what's, what's going on. Um, this idea of, of sailing, right, it's kind of like the life that we were created to live. The wind is always blowing somewhere, and we need to um, find out where it is, find out where it's coming from, adjust our sails accordingly, and go and go with it. What's really, really interesting to me, and one of the reasons I chose this to kind of help um, set the scene for what we're going to be talking about today, is There is a word for the Spirit of God in the Bible, pneuma. That word also means wind, right? Spirit of God and wind is the same word that gets used in in the Bible. And that's where everything starts. Life starts and it begins with God. Everything that we do begins and ends with God. It's supposed to begin and end with God. He's the one who draws us to the water. He's the one who invites us on the boat. And many people are, they operate under what I would call a misguided perception of um, that's it, right? The, the whole goal is just to get on the boat and just wait, wait for whatever to, to happen. Um, but I'm going to suggest to you that getting on the boat is only the beginning. Once we get on the boat, then, then we work with God because he wants to do a work in us so that he might do a work through us, right? It's this partnership of us, of us working with God. Let me show you what I mean from a couple of different scripture passages and a quote. This is from Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There's our part. We have to work out our salvation. Not a salvation of works. Our salvation is a gift, but we need to work it out once we have it. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose, right? There's the partnership. We're working out. God is doing a work. It's us working together. 
I really like the way Paul puts it in his letter to the church, uh, to the Colossians. He is the one we proclaim, talking about Jesus, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature. There's that idea, right? Fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. We, just like Paul, we are to expend all the energy that we have in the pursuit of Christ. I wanted to share with you a quote. This is from Jim Wilder. He is a neurotheologian, which means he has advanced degrees in theology and neuroscience, um, and he's also a protege of Dallas Willard. Uh, the quote says this, it takes a mutual effort between people and their God to fully live and experience life as it was meant to be lived. God clearly separates divine areas of responsibility from human areas of responsibility. Humans are responsible for maturity and God is responsible for redemption. All right, we're going to break that stuff down a little bit. We're going to start with God's work. God's eternal plan is that God and humanity would live and work together, right? That humanity would um, carry on what God started in a way that brings glory to God, that shines that clear, direct light on God, that reflects God to each other and to the world around us. As we talked about last week, though, we, from the very beginning, have had this propensity to want to do our own thing, to disregard God's guidance, his, his promises, to step outside of those promises, and as a result, um, we still have these, these God-given abilities, but the work that we do takes on this, this selfish and just all other, all other kinds of bad things happen. Um, and so God's plan is not going to be thwarted, right? He continues to work out his plan, and it's through Jesus, right? It's through the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that God continues to work that plan, that's, um, that's the, the God's work part, right? Jesus comes, lives, and dies in our place, and then it's our response that determines what's next, right? We, if we um, can admit that we're doing our own thing, we're doing what God would rather have us not do, that we um, need, that we have a need for God in our lives, that we need Jesus, we need his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness. When we get to that point, that's ex God extending the invitation to us and us stepping onto the boat, right? That's God's work. He sets all that up so that we can rejoin him in that relationship, in that work. And then we are to join him. What, is, what does that look like? So, the good church answer, the good Christian answer would be um, Bible study, prayer, worship, service, uh, fasting, missions, all that stuff. Yes, amen to all of it. It's all, all necessary. However, what I'm going to suggest to you is for far too long that the church has neglected a very large piece of... Um, of what it means to join God in that work, and that is our emotional maturity and our emotional health. So that's, we want, to, we want to expend time and energy and effort pursuing that, in pursuit of that, to become the people that God created us to be. So if you remember last week, I shared with you that in large part, our worth comes from being created in the image of God, being 
image bearers of God. Let's take a look at a couple quotes from Pete Scazzaro. To feel is to be human. To minimize or deny what we feel is a distortion of what it means to be image bearers of God. To the degree that we are unable to express our emotions, we remain impaired in our ability to love God, love others, and ourselves well. One more. Emotional health concerns itself primarily with self-awareness and loving others well. It connects us to our interior life, making possible the seeing and treating of each individual as worthy of respect, created in the image of God, and not just as an object to be used. So we are going to, um, we're not going to stop concentrating on Jesus, right? Our relationship with him is still going to be the primary pursuit of what we do together, what we do as individuals. We want that relationship to be um, the most important, the most central. We want it to be the most attached. When I say attached relationship, I mean that relationship is everything. It's where we get our identity. It's where we get our guidance. It's where we get our sustenance. We want it to be the organizing relationship of our life. We want Jesus in the middle of our life, and we want him to live in and through us, and that to shape everything else that we do. While we're doing that, we're going to spend time and energy pursuing this idea of emotional health. So why is this important? I'm going to give you a couple quick reasons why this is necessary. First one, again, Pete Scazzaro. He said it is impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. As I alluded to earlier, several different places in the New Testament encourage us, admonish us towards maturity. As a matter of fact, one of them references the job of the pastor as helping a community grow in maturity. Right? We have got to be serious about this, and our emotions are a large part of who we are, so if we're going to be spiritually mature, we have to be emotionally mature. Um, the next piece is that we want to live differently. Uh, experts in statistics unfortunately tell us that those who call themselves Christians, by and for a large part of them, do not live any differently than the world around them. Jesus gives us a new heart. He makes us a new creation. The very center of who we are, we receive a new heart. By definition, we should be living differently than the world around us. Um, there is a, a quote that I read while I was getting ready for this, and it was somebody asked the question, why are Christians such terrible human beings? We have got to be better at, hu at being human beings. And here's the thing. Jesus, um, the night before he died, he told his followers, his closest friends, he said, you are going to be known by your love. That's going to be your distinguishing characteristic, your love, how you love. And unfortunately, if you ask people today, what, when you think of Christians or Christianity or a distinguishing characteristic, what do we hear? We hear things like judgment, hypocrisy, belligerent. Folks, we got a lot of work to do, right? By working on our emotional health, it frees us up to view other people differently, to view them as God views them, to treat each other differently, to treat people as God would treat them. And finally, um, and maybe most importantly, Jesus wants it all. 
right? Jesus did not give up heaven. He did not confine himself to the physicality of the human form. He did not allow himself to be tortured and murdered for us at our best, for the pretty parts of us. He willingly sacrificed himself. His life, his death, he beat hell and, and death itself for the most damaged parts of us, for the most hurt parts of us, for the most confused parts of us. Jesus wants it all. This is, this is not easy stuff. This, this is difficult. It's going to take courage. It's going to take perseverance. It's going to take vulnerability. Right? But if we do this under the guidance of Jesus, right? he is strong enough to handle our, our weaknesses. He is gentle enough to handle our damage. He's wise enough to handle our confusion. And if we bring that to him alongside other people in the context of a loving biblical community around people who are happy to be with us while we're trying to figure this stuff out, we can, do, we can pursue emotional health. It's going to be hard, but Jesus wants us to do this. This is what he is calling us to do in his call to maturity. So this is going to be part of our regular rhythm. Um, approximately once a month, we are going to be working on uh, this idea of emotionally healthy spirituality. And I want because we're doing it once a month, it's going to take more than just one you know, an hour, one Sunday a month to work on this stuff. And I, it's really, really important, right? I would not be um, committing this time to it. I would not be putting the intention behind it if it weren't so critical. I wanted to offer you a couple of different resources or suggest a couple of different resources that, will, uh, that can help you in those, those in-between times. The first one is much of his teaching is going to be based on the book by, I've referenced him a couple of times, Pete, Pete Scazzaro, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. There's going to be links that uh, pop up in the chat, so you can uh, click on those and, and take you to each one of these things. The other thing was, you might be sitting here listening to me, thinking about this. I'm mature. I don't need this stuff. Or maybe I'm like you're, you're underestimating yourself. If you go to the link for this Emotionally Healthy Assessment, it will, um, takes about 15 minutes, and it, it will help you get a baseline for where you're coming into your this pursuit of, of emotional health and maturity. I would also like to offer you actually a couple of different resources to slow down. So much of this pursuit of emotional health begins with just slowing down and taking time to, um, to, to, be, to be with Jesus. So um, the first one, and this is if you are um, not on the, the technical side of things, right? I just called it one, one, one. That would be that at some point during the day, you would take one minute and just be silent and still. You would read one psalm, start at Psalm 1, and you work your way through as the days go on. And then you would, after you read that psalm, you would just spend another one minute in silence. That's it. You just take a break in the middle of your day to refocus <clears throat> and to be still before Jesus. And as you progress, maybe that becomes... 212 or, or something like that, but you can grow and develop. You can do that m more than one time during the day. The other side, if you, um, 
if you like to use your phone, if that's a, you know, using apps is a, is a helpful thing for you, then I would recommend to you something called the Daily Prayer app. Very similar to the 111, it just got some more guidance and some more structure to it. And then uh, finally, Leanne is going to lead us through a gratitude practice. So much of our ability to connect with God, to be with God, to love God, our ability to connect with other people and to relate to other people and to love other people starts with our ability to develop gratitude and to be able to return to gratitude. It gets us in the right mindset to do those things. So um, she's going to actually lead us through that. So you will have an example of what it's like. And we, um, we wrote it up for you. Again, link in the, in the chat box on the side. So a um, lot of stuff, challenging thoughts, challenging ideas, um, not, not easy. I would love to connect over this. If you have thoughts or questions on it, reach out to me. You can reach the beginning of our joint pursuit of being fully mature. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, for, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are not just interested, God, but you are more than capable of, um, of helping us work through even the hardest parts of, of what we might consider our stuff. Um, thank you that you've put us in this community, that we can do this together. Uh, God, thank you for great resources that are available and technology that's available. God, we are, um, we're excited. Uh, I'll speak for my, I'm, I'm a little bit anxious about this, this pursuit because I know that it will, um, there will be some difficult parts to it, but I'm excited about what you're going to do in and through us as you shape us into the people that you created us to be. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you. Amen.